Hello, my name is Andrew Gomison, and as always, I am your host for the Speaking for Him podcast. Super grateful to be with you today, and I hope that it is a blessing to you as we continue on our unique Aspects of Christianity series, and I think this might be one of my favorite ones because it's simple but very true and very important. It's salvation is received, not achieved. If you look at the world religions, most of them have certain goals and things that you must do in order to reach the top of them. But all Jesus says in a nutshell is, trust me. Does he have commands for us to live out? Yes. But we live them out by the Holy Spirit of God and not through our own work or merit. So I'm really excited to dig into this with you. I want to say off the top here too, happy Thanksgiving to my audience. I'm super thankful for another year of God's faithfulness and the fact that he allows me to continue doing this weekly podcast. It is a privilege that I do not take lightly, and so I hope that you are finding reasons to rejoice in the Lord Jesus as you listen today. Please be in prayer for me and my fellow cast members as we begin the process this week of bringing a Christmas carol to the Master Arts Theater stage in Grand Rapids, Michigan. There are tickets still available, last I looked, so please make sure that if you are local to the area, that you get your tickets and enjoy this holiday classic with us. We would love to see you there. So before we get into our main segment of today, uh, where we talk about uh, the importance of God's grace and mercy working in our lives, let's talk about what is going on. All right, well, some of you may know that over the last few months to, I think, almost a year, Candace Cameron Bray has made a transition from the Hallmark Channel to the Great American Family Channel, and she is actually their chief creative officer, so she's a, in a pretty high-up position with this new network. And one of the things that excites me that they are committed to is making sure that they showcase biblical family values, and keep traditional marriage at the core of their storytelling. And I'm really excited about that, but not everyone feels the same way. Actress Candace Cameron Bure is speaking out on the firestorm over her words wanting to keep traditional marriage at the core of her network's holiday movies. Our words matter. In a lengthy statement this afternoon, Candace didn't explain why Great American Family won't feature same-sex couples, but said, quote, I am called to love all people, and I do, adding, I had also expressed in my interview, which was not included, that people of all ethnicities and identities have and will continue to contribute to the network in great ways, both in front of and behind the camera, which I encourage and fully support. Hollywood is already taking sides. One Tree Hill and Hallmark star Hillary Burton called Candace a bigot. Jojo Siwa, who famously called Candace the rudest celebrity she ever met, said it's rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. Candace's Fuller House co-star Jody Sweeten weighed in, commenting on Jojo's post. You know I love you. Let's go get some juice. I don't want any juice. 
Jody took it a step further and seemed to shade Candace, urging support on Instagram for the Respect for Marriage Act, which would protect same-sex unions. Candace's daughter, however, she's standing by her. Have you even seen all my Christmas movies? I've seen a majority of them. Natasha Bray wrote her favorite thing about her mom is, quote, how much she loves Jesus and how firm in her faith she stands. She's definitely worked her hardest and just kind of stood her ground and, um, you know, given the glory to God and stayed by her family. I found this Bible to be so special. Candace's latest holiday film, A Christmas Present, premieres November 27th on Great American Family. Another big aspect within the script, and for me personally, is faith. Merry Christmas! She's also chief creative officer for the network. I have so much lined up. <laughs> yes, um, there's going to be more Christmas. After Christmas, more Christmas. Because I'm going to be planning uh, a lot more of the slate for 2023 Christmas. Okay, so let me first of all say this, that I find it kind of comically ironic that people get up in arms when someone like Candace Cameron Bure goes public and espouses beliefs they've had for years. I said similar things when uh, Kirk Cameron was on some kind of national news show. I think it was Hardball with Chris Matthews, but I'm not real positive that... That was the exact one, but I remember it being a national show, and he was literally uh, brought on, I think in the middle of the Proposition 8 firestorm in California, and he was asked about his, his views on marriage, which he had already made very plain and clear, because I believe at that time he was already working with the way of the master, uh, with Ray Comfort, which was a very conservative organization, and so then he lays out his argument for biblical marriage grounded in the word of God and people flip out. So I, I do think it's ironic that people know these people's views and yet they put them on blast and act shocked when they're consistent with their views. I think that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is I'm exceptionally proud of Candace for how she handled this. A lot of times when we are persecuted, the natural reaction is either to get really upset and flame the other side or to somewhat walk back our comments and and make it seem less than it was. And I think that Candace did a good job of balancing and not doing either of those things. I am super excited to watch her new Great American Family movie. Um, my family has access to both Hallmark and Great American Family through a streaming service called Friendly, which I would recommend. Um, we paid $100 for one year of service, or maybe a little bit over $100, but it has 40 family-friendly channels with a lot of choices to choose from, and it's a fraction of the cost of when we had satellite at various other times. So I would really recommend that if someone wants to have high-quality family-style programming and not pay an arm and a leg for it, that they check out Friendly. That would be a huge recommendation for me. The next thing I want to say is I love how the media decides who to focus on. It seems like every day to every other day, there's a new article with Jojo Siwa complaining about Candace Cameron Bure 
dating back to when they had a mini feud a few months ago because apparently JoJo was snubbed uh, by Candace when she was a little kid. Now, that's not to say that Candace is perfect, and Candace actually apologized to JoJo, and they had a pleasant phone conversation. Uh, but now with this, JoJo's acting like she hates Candace, and the last headline I saw said, we will probably never speak again. So I, I do find it very interesting that the party that touts tolerance is actually very intolerant of people that have other views than they do. Candace never said that she didn't love people who have different lifestyles. She simply said that she has an opportunity with this network to promote her values, and she's going to do that. And you have to respect that kind of integrity. And I'm excited to see what Great American Family will do because there's a lot of people that came from Hallmark to Great American Family, and actually the founder of Great American Family's reboot, because it was actually owned by someone else, but the founder of GAC with the new vision for the network is a believer who came from Hallmark, and I really respect that he is trying to live out his values. There's a lot of different TV channels to choose from. You don't have to watch GAC if you don't want to, but I'm glad that it is available. And now we turn to the world of sports. You know, this week is a special week for the Michigan Wolverines because it is the the weekend of the game, and the game is a game between Ohio State University and Michigan University, and it's always a supercharged and exciting weekend. Michigan broke a losing streak last year against the Buckeyes. I hope that Michigan wins on Saturday again so that they can continue their pursuit of a second Big Ten championship and a first national championship since they shared one with Nebraska in 1997. But I have to say that I was taken aback in the best of ways when I saw this video of a press conference uh, with Cameron Babb and his quarterback from Ohio State. And I'm very uh, excited about these guys, even though when I posted this on my Facebook, I said it's a shame they're wearing the wrong jerseys. But this was very encouraging to me, and I think that you will find out why very quickly. And we've got, yes, sir. And we've got Cam Babb and C.J. Stroud up here at the main podium. Um, we'll open it up here with uh, with uh, Dylan Davis, Delaware Gazette. DJ, was there any chance that ball wasn't going to Cam on that touchdown? Yeah, first for us, I want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, well, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, definitely blessed to have another opportunity to go out there in the shoe. Uh, super amazing outcome. Uh, just really happy, but yeah, I, I wanted that to happen a lot. I mean, really bad, so, uh, it was, a, it was amazing to get my boy the ball. There's been a lot that's gone into that moment for you. How do you even begin to characterize that moment for you and what it meant? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't really know if words can kind of describe it, but if I had to say a word, man, just thankful, just thankfulness, um, for, you know, first and foremost, Jesus Christ, man, and, and who he is to me, my, you know, he's my rock, my Lord, my savior. So, but also thankful for my teammates and CJ, um, I was telling guys earlier, 
Um, I meant to send it to CJ, but there was a pass that he threw like fresh mirror to me uh, at practice during camp. And um, and he's kind of been, ever since he got on campus, really, uh, he's been there and, and kind of held me up when I, you know, I felt like I couldn't go on. So um, he's a great football player. Love him as a football player, but I love him as just a brother. Um, and I see him um, just as a young man that's trying to follow Christ. And um, so just the fact that he has my back in the moments that he has, um, I, I'm just thankful, man. So. Yeah, over to the left. Cam, when you catch it and you kind of drop to your knees afterward, after you yeah. had a moment, and you came in your sense, what are you thinking? What's going yeah. through your head in that moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say the past five years has kind of been what's been on a dream of mine is is whenever I catch a touchdown, whenever that moment is, uh, to get on my knees and, and give praise to, to him, to Jesus Christ, because that's uh, – that's the only hope that I truly have. I football. I love football. I love what it can do for so many people. Um, but I just know there's a world with a whole bunch of stuff going on, and um, so many people need hope. And um, so if I could give and shine the light that Jesus has given me, and give that to others, um, I think that was that's my responsibility as a, a son of God, a son of Jesus. So um, that moment has kind of been in my mind for the past five years, though. So. Uh, over here to the right, Clay Hall, WSYX. Cam, uh, congratulations. I did run into your dad, and he literally was speechless. Um, what does it mean to have your family here, both sides, and just yeah. uh, they've been back with you every yeah. – I've We've all done stories on you, and I think everybody's kind of yeah. happy as heck for you. Yeah, um, I would say I'm just thankful again to have – family that supported me um in times when like you know i just felt like i couldn't keep going you know um, they would always speak life into me and uh, especially my pops um started playing football because of him and uh, he's always been there he's always been the main person that believes I'm, I'm the best receiver in the world and and you know so um having him behind me means so much and my mom and my whole family and teammates um i couldn't be more thankful just to have as many people as i do around me because it's not just about me it's about everybody else as well so rob aller columbus dispatch cam you you could have walked away at any moment through this uh, journey and no one would have held it against you mm-hmm. what kept you coming back was it football was it faith was it a merge of the two yeah. and uh what were you trying to accomplish yeah um I would say, I mean, I love football, but mostly faith. Mostly, again, knowing that um, when I, you know, truly surrendered my life to Jesus and he uh, He showed me his love and who he is, um, I just wanted to share that with the world. And we have such a big platform here at Ohio State. Um, I just thought, you know, if it doesn't work out, then Jesus is still good. He's still king. He's still Lord. And, you know, he's still my savior. It doesn't really matter. But if if it works out in a, in a way that I think it can, then, like I said, there's so many people that I can turn and turn to him, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of sadness and stuff going on in the world. And I just wanted to be able to tell people about what Jesus has done in my life and um, and just even for my teammates. Just I know they go through things just like me. So if I could just help them out as well. I've listened to this clip twice all the way through and different parts of this clip multiple times. And it always makes me emotional to see these guys glorifying Jesus and not just making a flip statement about glory to God or even a short statement about Jesus, but their whole press conference, almost every question that they answered for this entire 17 minute video. And I'm only sharing a portion of it here. So I'd encourage you to go to my blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com and check this out. But for the entire 17 minutes, they just talked about glorifying God and how grateful they were to have each other as brothers in Christ. And I 
just got extremely emotional because these guys are on a really high stage. You know, over the last couple of years, there's been negotiations of name and likeness deals for high-profile college football players because everybody knows that their schools use them to promote the sport. And so they do have a platform. They do have a pedestal. And I'm grateful that these two young men, um, Cameron Babb and C.J. Stroud, are using it to take a stand for the Lord Jesus. And I really like what Cam said when he said, regardless of the outcome, I was going to glorify Christ. For those who don't know the context of what they are talking about, Cameron Babb uh, came to Ohio State, I believe, as a freshman, his very first year. And he's a fifth-year graduate student who is in his fifth year with the Buckeyes. I think he got medically redshirted one year, so he had that extra year of eligibility. And he finally caught his first touchdown pass a week ago Saturday. And so it was really exciting to see that happen, and everybody started talking about it. But everything I have seen about this story has their faith front and center. So I'm really grateful that these gentlemen took the time to share Christ in this press conference and in other ways. Um, I am a little bit disappointed that they are not in maize and blue uniforms, and I do hope that Michigan beats them on Saturday, but I am very grateful for these men, and it gives me hope for the future of our country and our world if there are these passionate young men out there standing for the Lord Jesus. Another area where we need to stand for the Lord is the area of the sanctity of human life. I know some of you think that I talk about the sanctity of life ad nauseum and you wish that I'd stop. But I think that this clip from Seth Gruber of the Unaborted Podcast is something that we desperately need today as we seek to explain this issue not just to the world, but also to the church. I, As I've said in previous episodes of this podcast, I've been alarmed at the number of people who claim Christ who think that abortion is okay. And this is Seth's response. There really is no option for a Christian to be pro-choice or pro-abortion. For one simple reason, your Savior entered human history in a uterus to redeem mankind from their sins. Jesus Christ is the greatest former fetus to have ever existed, who actually chose to identify with you at your most vulnerable stage, the prenatal stage. In Luke 1, it says that the prenatal John the Baptist leaps in the womb. Remember, because he recognizes his prenatal deity Savior in Mary's womb in the same room. And because Christ is fully God and fully human at the moment of conception and God knits life together in the womb, it means that the prenatal Jesus is knitting himself together in the womb while he knits the prenatal John the Baptist together in the womb while he knits himself together in a womb that he once knit together when Mary was in the womb of her mother. Christianity is called the incarnation. What Greek word is used to refer to the prenatal unborn John the Baptist? It's a Greek word, berephos. Okay, turn to Luke 2. It says Mary laid baby Jesus in the manger. So this is the infant Christ already outside of the utero. What Greek word does the author of scripture use to refer to an infant already born? Berephos. Oh, our Savior uses the same term to refer to a baby in the womb as a 
baby outside the womb. Oh, for Christians and pastors who would see no distinction in dignity, value, and worth as well. So Jesus, the pre-existent, eternal God who exists beyond time, chose to step into time as a human being, and not just as an adult human being, but rather as a baby, to grow from the embryo stage in Mary and to be born of a woman to save us when we were stuck under the law. And to think that that creator God was in his mother's womb while he was knitting John the Baptist together in a womb that he also created when he created Mary is mind-blowing. And I think it's an important perspective that we need to have on the sanctity of human life. It just shines another mirror on the fact that we as human beings are the divine creation of the Lord Jesus. And if you truly believe that, you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ cannot be pro-choice. And as we approach the Christmas season, may we be thankful once again for Jesus, who is truly Emmanuel, God with us. Today we continue our Unique Characteristics of Christianity series. I hope that you are enjoying this as much as I am enjoying sharing it. And I hope that you will share these episodes with your family and friends. That's how more people find out about us. That's how they too can be encouraged. So today we go with one of the biggest, most fundamental aspects of Christianity. Because a lot of people in the world think that Christians think that they are better than the world. And they get offended because they say, you, you're acting like you're better than us. You're acting like we are below you. But the reality is that a true Christian knows that they are not. A true Christian is a Christian because they realize that they are not good enough. That is the prerequisite to becoming a believer in the Lord Jesus. So let's start out today with our quote of the day. Now, this quote is a quote that we've used other times on the podcast. It's a verse we've talked about a lot, but it bears repeating. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, verse 6. This is simply encapsulating the gospel of Jesus Christ. When people tell you there is more than one way to God, just choose your way, it flies in the face of what the Bible says when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to look at other areas, you won't find it. But Jesus is the truth. As a matter of fact, it's very ironic to think about the fact that Pilate was standing before Jesus when he said, what is truth? Well, the truth was standing Right next to him, Jesus Christ. So as we dig into this topic, here are the points I want to discuss with you today. First of all, salvation is the result of God's mercy. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, 
He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So in this passage, we see that there is nothing in our own merit that gives us salvation. That's kind of the overarching theme of today, but that is what this passage zeroes in on as well. Our salvation is because of God's mercy. Remember, even when God chose the Israelites to be his chosen people, he said, it's not because you're great, it's because I love you. And I just love the fact that he saves us according to his mercy, and then he washes us and makes us worthy. Remember, he didn't lower God's standards so we could reach them. He reached down to us, and he offers to us the opportunity to be pulled up to God's standards. What a wonderful truth that is. Again, Titus 3, verses 5 to 7. The next aspect I want to talk about is that salvation is a gift. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Now, there are two very interesting perspectives to look at this verse through. First of all is to realize that salvation is a gift of God. But the more I read this and the more I study, the more I realize that the faith to believe in Jesus is also a gift. Because Romans chapter 1 says, no one seeks after God. So that means that God must have reached down at some point in my life and said, Andrew, I want you to follow me. And we see that borne out when we see that Jesus said, No one comes to me except my Father draws him. So we can be thankful for the gift of salvation and also the gift of belief, which is required for salvation, the gift of faith. Salvation is the power of God. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And that's Romans 1.16. And what I love about this is we often talk about how we're not perfect and we do fail. But through salvation, God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit, which allows us to live a Christian life. I love the fact that not only does Jesus procure for us a Christian life, but he gives us the Holy Spirit so that we have the ability to live that life. God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, and we can be thankful. And it's just also interesting uh, to think about that it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The Bible says that the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But if we believe, it is the power of God. And what a wonderful truth that is. I remember at one point, during my time working at Right to Life, I was sharing the gospel with a friend, and she said, I'm just not good enough to come to God. And I said, that is the whole point. No one is good enough. We all need to come to God with the attitude and the belief that we are not good enough, but that God loves us anyway. So salvation is for the not good enough. 
For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I think Paul wrote this scripture for anyone who thinks, well, I'm 70 to 90% there, but I need Jesus to put me over the top as a good person. This is what Paul says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. We have no strength in ourselves to seek God, to do the things of God, but God gives us his grace, he reaches down to us, and he gives us his Holy Spirit, which allows us to live a righteous life. And Paul gives the contrast. It's hard enough for us to die for our friends. It would be hard enough for someone to die for a righteous man, and yet Jesus, the Son of God, the creator of the universe, said that you and I were worth dying for despite our sins, despite the fact that more times than we care to admit, we try to go our own way and do our own thing. But God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I'm not going to let you go. And I'll tell you, that everlasting love really spoke to me during that year that I was struggling with the death of my baby brother. Uh, Because if I could have lost my salvation, I would have. But the reality is that God held on to me in a special way, and he brought me out of that time and made me a stronger witness for him because of it. So I'm so thankful that salvation is for the not good enough because that means that it's for me and that means that it's for you. And I'd encourage you to embrace it today. And the final point that I want to go over today is that salvation is permanent. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. John ten twenty seven to 29 And I love this picture of Jesus as the shepherd. Uh, sheep know their shepherd's voice, and they follow their shepherd. And so he's saying, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And then he says, I give unto them eternal life. Does he say, I give unto them temporary life? Does he put any conditions on this? No, he doesn't. He says, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's speaking in the definitive article. He doesn't say maybe at any place in this verse. He says, this will happen. And I love the fact that he says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You're secure in the hand of Jesus And then he adds another layer. He said, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And I know that there are some times when I'm discouraged when I think about that double layer of the Father and the Son's hand working together, this one God in triune form taking care of me and sealing me until the day of redemption. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God seals me until the day of redemption. And what a wonderful privilege that is to have that promise. Once again, this is another one of those things where some people will dispute whether salvation is permanent. But the minute you say that you could lose your salvation or you could lose your salvation and then come back to your salvation, you are saying, I get to take credit for what happens in my life. 
And the Bible says, for it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's facts, folks. So let's review. We learned that salvation is a result of God's mercy, uh, not of works of righteousness. There's nothing in us. Uh, Paul said it this way, there's nothing in my flesh uh, that is good. But he still said, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who giveth us the victory. We learned that salvation is a gift. It is freely given to be freely received. Remember, the theme of today's show is salvation is received, not achieved. And even we as believers can get into this achievement mindset of what more do I have to achieve for God? Now, it's important to note that it's not a bad thing to want to achieve things for God. But we must not mistake achieving things for God with having a relationship with God. God doesn't have a point system. He doesn't have a checklist in the sky. He wants you. He doesn't want your works as much as he wants you. Because if he has your heart, the works will be a natural outgrowth of that. And then we learn that salvation is the power of God. You know, there's a lot of people who are in bad places in life today who just don't know a way out. They don't know how to conquer their habits or their problems that they're having in life. And what Jesus says is, you can't. All you can do is trust me and let me work through you. And what I love about Jesus is he doesn't just save us by his mercy. He doesn't just give us the free gift of salvation. Then he goes the next level and he says, I have work for you to do. And if you trust me, then you will be open to it. And then we see salvation is for the not good enough. Once again, I love this because I realize my own weakness before God. I feel uniquely blessed to have a physical picture of my spiritual weakness on a day-by-day basis. The fact that I am in a wheelchair and need people to constantly give me care is something that reminds me of my need before God. Even as I am preparing this stage show of A Christmas Carol at Master Arts Theater, I'm relying on others to dress me for the show each night. And it is such a blessed thing to have brothers and sisters in Christ who are rallying around me to help me make this show a reality. And I'm so grateful. And then we see salvation is permanent. There's nothing you can do to lose your salvation. Now, there are a lot of people walking around that think that just because they prayed a prayer means that they are saved. And that is not true either. The Bible says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When you encounter the living Jesus, you can't help but be changed. And so, if you are not experiencing change or you feel like that's not happening, evaluating your salvation and making your calling and election sure is important. But also don't get down on yourself if you're struggling. And if it matters to you, if you are concerned about where you are at with the Lord, that could be a good indication that you 
are saved and that you just need to get back in right fellowship with him. Remember, David didn't say, restore to me my salvation. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. David felt secure in God to ask God to restore the joy. And so my encouragement to you is that if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, but you're struggling, ask God to restore the joy because I guarantee you he will do that. Well, I'm super excited that you took some time to be with us today. I hope that you have enjoyed what we've had to share. Again, share it with your family and friends. If you have an opportunity to, please leave me a rating or review in whatever podcast app you are joining. I like to read Apple podcast reviews in particular. So if you would leave one that I can read from you, that would be awesome. I did want to let you know that we will be having some holiday programming coming up. We are going to, among other things, talk about a Christmas carol, uh, my favorite story, and in the vein of my top 10 Christmas carol movies of all time. So I'm excited to put together that list for you and let you know about that. And next week, uh, Lord willing, I will be sharing with you another installment in the Walton reboot, a reboot of a Walton family Thanksgiving. Uh, last year, the CW revived the Waltons, and it was a good movie. I reviewed it here on the podcast. I said it wasn't great, but it retained a lot of the natural flavor of the show, and so I thought it was worth at least watching and considering And I'm kind of excited that they are bringing that cast back again for another installment. So, Lord willing, we will be reviewing a Walton's Thanksgiving next week. I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and friends, and I hope that it reminds you to be thankful every day. Well, with that being said, have a great week, and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 